You're listening to the Five Questions Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is former Fox News host turned author, activist, and speaker Gretchen Carlson. After hosting Fox and Friends in The Real Story with Gretchen Carlson, she filed a sexual harassment lawsuit against Fox News CEO Roger Ailes, which inspired the film Bombshell. Since then, Gretchen wrote Be Fierce, became one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, and is on a mission to eliminate non-disclosure agreements. I caught up with her to talk about her experiences, learn more about where her courage comes from, and to seek advice for those who have suffered from sexual harassment for this podcast episode. You've had a unique career trajectory, starting off as a violinist in your childhood, then entering beauty pageants, then transitioning to hosting a TV show, and now you're an activist, author, and speaker. What were the biggest decisions you made that allowed you to make these career transitions? Were they intentional, and why? You know, as you mentioned, I was going to be a violinist. I was a a, a prodigy as a kid, and it really was going to be my career. But then I burned out, but you know, I took everything I learned from that incredible discipline and, and honing in on a talent like that to apply to the next phase of my life, which was inexplicably trying to become Miss America because half your points are based on talent. But then I eventually, you know, I was going to be a lawyer. And then that experience gave me a lot of experience in front of the media. So then I got interested in going into television. So, you know, on and on and on. And then I would just end with, I don't think that anyone who achieves in life ever would want to aspire to put poster child for sexual harassment in the workplace on their resume. (laughs) But, you know, that's how my life twisted and turned. And when I decided to take that leap of faith, the one constant in my life was that, you know, okay, I'm faced with adversity, but now I'm going to take on this challenge and I'm going to make the most of it. And that's where I am today. Yeah. And just speaking about that sexual harassment, like what you experienced in your tenure at Fox News was an example of abuse of power. How should people stand up to their boss when they feel suppressed, taken advantage of, or harassed knowing that they may lose their job by doing so? Yeah, it's such a great question. Listen, three and a half years ago, I would have given you a totally different answer, but we have made incredible strides in a short period of time. If I would have known that jumping off the cliff by myself on July 6, 2016 and filing my lawsuit against Roger Ailes at Fox News, if I would have known that that would help to ignite a cultural revolution, which we are now living in, and you can see it in so many other facets of life. It's not just about sexual harassment in the workplace. It's about the kids at Parkland School after the shooting, knowing that their voice matters. It's about the women's marches, knowing that their voice matters. It's about the protests that we're seeing going on right now with the unrest in America, knowing that their voices matter. Listen, if I would have known about this cultural revolution, I would have been more apt to jump quicker. The landscape has been set for people to be able to do these moves now in a much easier way than it was before. Do we still have a tremendous amount of work to do? Yes. But what I have found out is a quote that I hold on to near and dear every day of my life, which is, one woman can make a difference, but together we rock the world. And that's the advice I would give to people if they're thinking about doing something courageous like this. One person can definitely make a difference, but when we decide to band together, that's when we really rock the world. And to fix harassment in the workplace, we have to decide that we're all gonna be on the same team. And you've continued your activism. When you filed your lawsuit against Fox News, you gave other women the courage to follow suit, and now you're doing the same with your mission to avoid non-disclosure agreements so the public can hear the stories of these women and others. 
where does your courage to stand up for yourself and others come from knowing that there might be backlash or repercussions as a result? Yeah, thanks for talking about my new organization, Lift Our Voices, which again, organically has grown out of my life. And so we believe that this is the next phase of the Me Too movement, which is we shouldn't silence women and men anymore who face these kinds of toxic workplace environments. And so we're working really, really hard to change laws with regard to this and also advocating to companies that if they want to get on the right side of history, they should take these kinds of non-disclosure agreements out of their employment contracts. With regard to encouraging people and where I got my own courage, you know, I think some of it is innate. I distinctly remember my first day of kindergarten and unfortunately the teacher put us in two groups of kids, kids who could read and kids who couldn't read. And she put me in the kids who couldn't read group even though I knew how to read. And three times that day I went up to her and I said, but Mrs. Grossline, I know how to read. And she didn't pay attention to it. And I ran home from school that day and I told my mom and she called the school and the next day I got into the right group. But what if I hadn't done that for myself? What if I hadn't had the guts and the courage to stand up for myself at five years old? It might've changed my entire trajectory for my life and certainly for my education. And so I do believe that having that courage and that guts is innate, but it also is how we're raised. And I was blessed to have two parents who every day said to me, Gretchen, you can be whatever you want to be in this world. And I believe them. They also said with a lot of hard work, but they instilled in me to speak up from a very young age and to stand up for myself. And I hope that other people listening to this will feel encouraged by my words to do the same. And it's also really important today. We live in a time of radical social, racial, and political division that has been exasperated by social media. What are some ways that we can find common ground, create connection, and be at peace even in social isolation? Yeah, you know, I, I just heard today uh, the most you know, amazing speech from the family of George Floyd in saying that, you know, stop the violence, we need to come together, and it shouldn't just be on the shoulders of African Americans to fix racism in America. And, you know, that really rings true, not only for that horrible issue, but for the issue that I'm so passionate about, which is toxic work environments and sexual harassment. It shouldn't only be on the shoulders of women to fix this problem. We need everyone to help fix this problem. And what I've learned over the last three and a half years is that the most important ingredient in this process is actually men. It's men because they still run, you as a man, um, still run most of the Fortune 500 companies. And so we need men to hire more women, to pay us fairly, to promote us and put us in the boardroom. That's first and foremost. Then we need men to understand harassment and advocate for policies and training inside of their companies where they are advantageous to women. We need men to say, if they're the leader of the company, the buck stops with me and I'm not gonna allow this to happen inside my company. Men are just such an important ingredient, and I'll just leave you with how we raise our sons is crucial. I happen to be blessed with a teenage daughter and a teenage son, and I watch my daughter thrive, and I'm not too worried about her. I also watch my son do the same things, but more importantly, I instill in him what it means to respect women. And I hope when he gets into the workplace, he will treat women as he treats his sister and his mother today. How we educate our sons is crucial in solving this problem. It's excellent advice and I completely agree. Thank Speaking you. Of advice, what is your best piece of career advice? <laughs> Sit in the front row always and raise your hand.
especially for women, we tend to, uh, because we were socialized this way, unfortunately, we're socialized to always color inside of the lines and to always be nice. And so I advocate to women, especially, get in the front row, have your voice heard, stand up even when your heart is pounding inside of your body because you're so nervous to ask the question. Have your voice heard, raise your hand, speak up, color outside of the line, stop being so damn nice. It's time that women decide as a group that we're going to come together and have our voices heard and that men will be open to being part of the process with us. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Gretchen. To follow her journey, you can read her book, Be Fierce, and find her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where she shares pictures of her dog, appearances, travels, news, and quotes.